And you're watching Swapping Notes with Ponds and Fluff. I'm Daphne Aiking. And I am Cheryl Abustawan. Swapping Notes is a show all about sharing our experiences being mothers, wives, women, and people, I guess. And today, we're going to be talking about boobies. You recently had a baby. I have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the many things that has brought us together, our babies, <laughs> and talk about babies and the weird hours that babies keep because babies. And it's so odd because this is my fourth time around being a mom, right? So you think that I've got it like just like that. But here I am, just when I was pregnant, here I was um, getting advice from you, mm. the first time mom, like from mm. your own womb and stuff like that, right? Mm. Together, but I guess. And, you know, you started telling me, okay, this is what you should be doing, uh, what creams to use, what bra to get, what, what latest device to do. And, you know, it's, it's odd because here I am asking the new one about my breastfeeding journey. So isn't it odd? So I thought that maybe there are other mothers just like me who think they've had it all. I mean, they've experienced it, everything, but they clearly are not uh, experts in this field. So when I got pregnant, I had nobody but my mother-in-law to talk to about um, being pregnant, basically. There was my mother, but my mother was not great at being pregnant. I mean, like the woman smoked, drank coke, ate chips. So she was not a person that I was going to go to for maternal advice at all. And um, because uh, there were no friends who were really uh, going on this journey of being first-time moms with me, which a lot of women have, I relied a lot on Googling. So I'm a producer. So because I am a producer, I need to have things in certain orders and with certain expectations. So I Googled a lot of things to find out how to go about this new infant thing because essentially you're keeping like this thing alive forever but the first few months are like so crucial and I've never done it so even though Zan has done it twice before it was uh, our first time doing it together and uh, I'm not really a, a baby person so I really wanted to sort of be ready or have managed my expectations this is when I was pregnant and even after I was pregnant throughout the first few months of his life it was his, his parent was basically just Google. So everything I told you actually was from Google and also from, uh, I guess, uh, learn trial and error myself. It's great that you, um, during your pregnancy, you were already, you knew that breastfeeding was going to be very much part of your post-pregnancy. Like, unlike me, I thought mm-hmm. that it's not going to be, it was it, the, the birthing and um Admittedly, the baju, the the bed, the this, the that breastfeeding was like the least of my problems, and then it became the first of my problems when it actually had to, you know, <laughs> when I had to do the actual latching on. In yeah. fact, for Isabel, my first one, I only managed to uh, breastfeed her for less than a month. So this is your fourth time latching on, kind of. So how is yeah. it different from the all the other times that you were direct latching? I mean, first of all, obviously, all babies are different, right? It's not like yeah, it's a standard. They're going to come out and then straight away, like, know what to do. And then it's just, like, going to work out like that. That never happens. So 
how was it different this time? I guess is the proper question. I think it's different because um, well, the baby was a, a, a rizki from Allah. <laughs> so, um, so there was a bit of emo- there was a bit of an emotional roller coaster going on there, but and also because I had you as my my advisor in that sense in breastfeeding because, uh, like I said, it's odd because I got an, the advice from someone who's a new mom. But maybe it's also because I went to you because you recently just did have a yeah. baby, so you would know. You know, like the rest of my friends, they're like. They all they might they've got much. There is a baby in question. There's a baby in the house, and that's why we just keep it real. Baby, baby needs. Oh my god, I cannot wait to gomol him. Oh my god, he's so cute, and he can't like run around or flip around yet. It's great. It's great. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you were saying yes. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's still direct latching. It's not as painful as I remembered it to be with Isabel. Um, I'm 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 more informed in that sense. So yes, I'm I'm enjoying my direct latching. It's 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 good for me because during the MCO, I'm basically stuck here at home anyway. So, um, you know, and like uh, the third child, see, I have to like count one, two, three. The third child, where I had to do a constant pumping because I was constantly at work. Tapi nila, nila, the baby just wants me here. But you yeah. you try direct latching, right? But I don't. I was very clear that I wanted to breastfeed this baby from the beginning because. Um, I am not very um, healthy uh, and I really I have a lot of health issues in the sense that I've got like sensitive skin I've got sinuses I've got asthma and I really fully believe that it's because I well on top of the fact that my mother was not very careful during her her pregnancy she was also not very careful post-pregnancy and she never tried the breastfeeding and uh, so I was never breastfed I was formula fed um, from the beginning uh, so I personally really wanted to try uh, breastfeeding this baby because I didn't want this baby to have the same childhood I had when you're always running to the emergency room and you're always going to the hospital and you're always sick. La. It's not great being a sickly child. La. Do you think you're sickly because you were not breastfed? Do you believe that? Uh, you think I think it's a accumulation of a lot of factors. But I, um, you know, the, the evidence shows and the reading show that breastfeed, breastfed babies are uh, have more immunity. It's not to say that they're healthier. It's just that you equip them with better immunity to sort of go out into the world. So it's not to say that breastfeeding babies and formula babies, formula babies are less healthy. That's not true. It's just that right. the breast milk uh, that a mother makes is specifically catered to that specific baby. So it helps equip the baby with what the baby needs to grow up to be healthy. So I wanted my kid to have that a good defense system so that he can always be healthy and always just go out and do things without a lot of restrictions. Uh, so I said I would commit to breastfeeding this baby for at least a year. At least. And I wanted to fully breastfeed this baby and I wanted to fully direct latch. So I bought the covers and I, I also bought a pump because, you know, I heard that you should like at least still pop it out. Uh, but I had intended to direct latch. So the baby came out and then it was time for the first um, direct latch, the first feed, basically. And the yeah. nurse that came was not very informative. She just said, okay, so now you have to feed the baby. And I was like, okay, I already knew this was going to happen. But I had just got the baby sliced out of me and the painkillers were wearing off. So I was in all sorts of pain, in all sorts of areas, in pain that you didn't even know you could feel on top of surgical pain 
And this woman just comes, this woman that I don't know, I don't even know her name, and she just like sort of pinches my nipple and twists it in weird, oh my God. weird places to try to get the milk out. Uh, now, after doing some reading, I know that you're supposed to massage it out. So you push the milk from your breast into the direction of the nipple, not necessarily pinch and twist the nipple. So that was how she was trying to stimulate the milk. And obviously, it was just another element of pain. Um, anyway, she managed to get the, the, the milk out. It's not the milk. It's the it's the, colostrum the, the colostrum out yeah. the first time. And uh, I put the baby there and the baby started to, to drink. So that was fine. So that was day one, two, three. And then on day three, he sort of was very aggressive with the way that he was uh, sucking the milk. Or maybe I didn't latch on properly because, again, there wasn't really uh, like someone to tell me how to do it properly, not properly, gubber. And um, uh, basically what happened was that my nipple uh, bled. So he managed to tear through the skin and then it bled and it swelled up. In a way that you never knew nipples could look like. I was at home and um, it was swollen and bleeding. And uh, I could not, he wouldn't take it. I wouldn't put it in his mouth either. It didn't look very sanitary. So then I decided to pump it out. And uh, once I pumped it out, uh, it, there was a little bit of blood in the milk. And then I read that it's actually safe to give babies uh, milk that has blood from your body. Specifically. From your own body. Okay, wow. Yeah, from your body. So if, like, if your nipple is bleeding and then you pump out the milk, it's okay to give the baby the milk. So okay, I gave him the milk and he took to the bottle so fast. Like, just naturally because I think he gets to drink a little bit faster. It's, it's more to his pace. And I thought, okay, if this works for you, then I guess we'll just keep doing this. Lah. And that's how I became an exclusively pumping mother because I decided that um, if it wasn't really working out, the direct matching for him then I wouldn't want to keep on forcing him to do it. So that's, so that's why, why I did the exclusive pump, which I really think was a good decision once I went back to work because I immediately went back to work after my confinement and I had to leave him for like weekends sometimes to go to work. And it would be good because there would already be a supply of milk left and I would just have to keep my pump. Lah. And so I took my pump everywhere. I pumped everywhere. I pumped on the beach. I pumped in the cinema. I pumped in the car. I have pumped in all sorts of weird places you know what you're so lucky because um i don't know if you can hear me now because suddenly my earphones just died on me and <laughs> the whole household just came alive anyway yeah keeping it real guys keeping risk <laughs> um, but yeah you're so lucky because um the baby straight away knew how to use the bottle normally they take a while but maybe because he's so young three days there was no nipple confusion maybe i don't know yeah Right. But they say actually the younger the baby, the harder it is to, to, you know, get the baby used to the bottle. So yeah, you are right. I am very lucky. I'm also very lucky that Achilles is not picky because some babies, they prefer narrow teeth. Some babies want a white teeth. Achilles would just take anything you put into his mouth. Anything. And I just found out that being an exclusive, an exclusive breast pumping mom is not a new thing. There are other mm. people out there, other mothers out there who decide to do just this. Yeah, I think it's a good option if you are a mom like me that has to work a lot. Because even though I, I work from home, uh, officially I work from home, just like you. 
But we all know that that's a lie because when you work from home, that means that there are long periods of time when you are not actually at home. For me, I'm a producer, so I do all the pre-production before, which is at home and my own time. And then when I have to go on production, I have to go on production. It means I gotta, I gotta go. So uh, it works for me because I can just take the pump and I can just go. And whatever I need to do, whatever work I've got to do, I can just bring the pump and I can just go. There was a time, there have been times when I pumped on shoots also even, and it hasn't been like a problem. So that is the freedom that is allocated to me. Uh, the other thing is that, uh, of course, other people can feed my baby. And I felt like that was a really good thing because I wanted other people to also bond with the kiddies. I don't really believe that mothers or parents in general raise their babies themselves. It's definitely like, it takes a village kind of situation. So I want my entire village to be familiarized with this new addition and this new baby. So this meant that, um, you know, his auntie could feed him. My mother-in-law could feed him. My mother could feed him. You know, Zan could feed him at night, which meant that we could take turns at night and I didn't have to wake up all the time, which also, as you know, when you are freshly out of the delivery room, kind of torturous lah. That, that's mm. what I, I'm a little bit envious about your, you being an exclusive bre- breast-pumping mom because um, the baby doesn't have to, Achilles doesn't have to depend on you so much. Mm. As long as the supply is there, everyone else can feed him and that's fine. Whereas for me, I because I direct latch, which is great also, it has its pros, definitely, you know, uh, the fact that I don't have to do any cleaning of the pumps, yeah. because you just direct latch, you get your source of food, and you're done, done, habis, malam malam, I don't have to go like, oh my god, where's the bottle, where's this, where's that, mm. so there are its pros, I love the fact that I'm direct latching, but then sometimes, mm. sometimes, it's just like, hey, I want to go out and meet Cheryl, and meet up with the rest of the team of Sabun Tete, for instance, mm-hmm. and but then I'm like, wait, chukupka, chukupka my supplies because that day I did, I, I, I need to save some for my work for this, 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 chukup or not, chukup or not, you know? So that sort of like hinders me, my freedom of going out, at least for the next six months until he goes. Or home. you have to bring the baby. Or I have to bring the baby, which is another. A whole different thing altogether. Yeah, because you know how it is when you bring your newborn, right? You have to bring yeah. the whole entire house, can? Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. yeah. The con for me is definitely the fact that, um, well, it's great that everybody gets to take turns to feed the baby. It's I don't really get like me time with Achilles, you know. So I have to make me time with Achilles. So my me time with Achilles now is like early in the mornings, uh, when he wakes up because we wake up at the same time. Well, actually, he wakes me up. Like, okay, let's not lie. He wakes me up by climbing on me now. But even before, it would be like when he wakes up and then I wake up and then I'll put him in my bed and then we just kind of like roll around together and that's our time together. So I don't really get that, like, you know, time with Achilles alone because I feed him. I, I direct latch him. Uh, and also, yeah, there's a lot of bottles involved. There's a lot of cleaning involved. Um, before this, we had to sterilize. So when we went on holidays, it meant you have to find a way to sterilize. And uh, we're really lucky because we got this sterilizer bag in which you just put in uh, water. You put in the bottles and you put, in, put it in the microwave. And then oh, it's sterilized. That's so awesome. Yeah. But if I didn't have that, it would mean bringing my entire like sterilizer with me oh, on holiday, sure. which I cannot do lah if I'm flying, right? So those are also the kind of cons that, that people need to consider when you're exclusively pumping lah. And uh, when you exclusively pump, it's not like when you've got a baby on you because essentially you're hooking yourself up to a machine that is pumping yeah. out the milk. So basically you're a cow. 
Hi, Sayang. Okay, later I'll ask you. Are you going out to play? Okay, bye. Yeah, it's actually your cow, like mass manufacturing this milk. And when you do that, uh, it still releases the hormones to relax you. But instead of relaxing you, because you're not with your baby, you're not cuddling him. And it's like, oh, such a wonderful experience. You're basically just sleepy and tired. And when you have to do that every two hours, you're basically tired every two hours. And you can't obviously take a nap every two hours because you've got things to do, right? You've got other children to take care of. You've got work. So it's, You've got another man-baby somewhere in the house to look after too. And you cannot drink caffeine because then it'll go into your milk. So you basically just got to like slug through your day. And Actually, that's one yeah. thing I wanted to ask you. Because there's a lot of, you know, I get a lot of DMs. I get, kak, 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 janganlah makan durian. Janganlah makan jackfruit. Nanti baby tu banyak angin. Is there any truth to that? Um, I, I play on the more, okay, fine. I'll listen to that. I better just don't because I don't want a cranky baby. But is there well, any truth to that? I, I don't know about the jackfruit, but uh, I have taken the durian and it's actually made my milk creamier and Achilles seems fine. But Achilles is not the benchmark to compare because he eats anything. And whatever, he doesn't care. But Malaysia in general, even though they are promoting breastfeeding as a as like, a as the, in, you, know, you have to do thing that you should be doing, yeah. um, is not particularly breastfeeding friendly, I feel. Okay, maybe I don't know, this is just my feeling. So number yeah. one, I don't like the fact that you can't sort of just pull it out in public. Um, I know that people say it's indecent, but I personally don't think it's indecent because you're feeding your child. Exactly. There's no real other reason to why I want to show you my nipple in general. Sometimes I don't even want to show my husband my nipple, but you know, kalata bedosa, so masla, right? <laughs> Number two, these breastfeeding rooms that they have, yeah, sometimes you get really nice ones, but then you have to go to really nice places to get really right. nice breastfeeding rooms. Otherwise, you get this like small Boy, cubicle next to the toilet with like one sofa and like a like curtain and you're supposed to sit there and feed your baby and sometimes it smells let's be honest sometimes it smells like i'm 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 spending half my time in that room sanitizing the damn place (laughs) yeah exactly you know what i mean i'm like "Ah, never mind i'll just go to a restaurant and just cover lah ah so yeah and even that also you have to cover and the thing is even for whether you're direct latching or you're pumping it's panas if you're directing, I would assume it's even worse because there's a human under there who's yeah, having to be... Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess you and me, we would be pretty okay with um, showcasing our boobs to each other. And like when my other girlfriends are at, at the house or whatever, I'm just pulling it out. Yeah. Even when... Actually, even when like um, my parents are here... I just pull it out. But I'm more discreet about about when I'm attaching my pump. So um, very naturally, my father-in-law, my father will just like look away. Um, you know, it's not a big deal. We don't have to have a conversation about it or talk about it. They're just very respectful about it. Yeah. And uh, they're okay when I'm putting on the pump and taking off the pump. But as you've seen, when you came to give me the Super Mama, I had to wear the cover, yeah. put on the pump underneath my cover, and then only take off the cover and I think that's ridiculous because you literally see my nipple for like 10 like, seconds 15 seconds yeah so you're and just seeing like a bit probably like for me because a flash 
yeah, that just a bit of, of length, <laughs> you know. So what yeah. I do now is because we still because I've I've been I've been ditagur so many times to like cover up to the point where I just do it because I just malas I'm just so malas to fight right now, right? And he, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it's just it's just panas yeah. for me. So I'll just quickly do whatever I have to do and then just enough and then just open it so enough to cover that small triangle of flesh. Mm. That is being shown to nobody except the person who really wants to stare and try and look for my nipple, lah, like the hamsa mm. person. I don't know. Mm. You know Which what is I mean? why? Why are you doing it when you know that it's just a baby feeding? So, right. Um, there have been times when I've forgotten to take out the nursing cover and I've had to pump, and I'll be like, oh, I have to, I have to like pump, so I should probably wait till like like sometimes when we're at the cinema, couple, right? I should probably wait till the lights go up, but then it'll be hard for me to. And uh, my husband would be like, but why? You're not doing something unnatural. You're not trying to be decent. And I, I'm like, yeah, exactly. But it's so ingrained. Like the shame of showing off your nipple is so ingrained in me and in you that we just naturally like try to hide it. But, you know, there are progressive men out there like Zan who are like, but you're just feeding your baby. And I don't understand why Malaysia can't, you know, push that as well as the breastfeeding. You're telling us to breastfeed our kids, but you're telling us please do it in private or in really small rooms, and then you're telling malls to please provide breastfeeding rooms for 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 people, but they only do it for the bedroom. And don't forget, uh, these breastfeeding rooms can only fit one person at a time. So what if I need to feed my kid, but you're in there? Then how? What am I supposed to do? Wait half an hour? What's the plan here? So I don't think while Malaysia really pushes breastfeeding as a campaign and they're pushing breastfeeding to mothers yep. they don't really provide us the right equipment to breastfeed right. our kids and they're saying i mean surely okay because it, point, it boils down to the developer or the mall or the the institute or whatever lah, the establishment that you know that they're supposed to make it more breastfeeding friendly it becomes like a luxury if you become if you're like oh look i'm a breast friendly breastfeeding friendly uh, establishment that becomes like lunch. Like, oh my god, it's, it's, this is supposed to be a norm, yeah. and yet this is like wow, luxury. Like top ten breastfeeding friendly places in Kuala Lumpur in Klang Valley. Macam, huh? Shouldn't mm. it be like everywhere? Right. Yeah. I don't think there should be lists that list down which are the most breastfeeding friendly places. I think everywhere should be a breastfeeding friendly place, from the beach to the cinema to the mall to the parks to mana-mana really, you should just normalize, Malaysians especially in general, should just normalize breastfeeding and pumping in public because yeah. it's not something indecent. You let people eat in public, so what's the problem? Let my baby eat too. Yeah, and exactly. Of course, yeah, like you are like opening your whole thingy and it's mm. showing like your sexy body or whatever but we, we know we know how to do it lah, to mm. do it the best way we can now without the cover you know what i mean so clearly we're not going to be like that we understand what modesty is but this is not really something that you should be kachaming us about because yep. it's not it's got nothing to do with with modesty really it's just about feeding our child in the most natural way possible very quickly i'm just going to add on most breastfeeding rooms are also attached to the nappy room mm. which also becomes a little bit of a hindrance because let's say i want my husband to go and change my baby's diapers everything goes down to me again because yeah. i can't go in 
because there's breastfeeding moms there yeah, and they don't yeah. want that, you know, so it becomes very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it is gender. I can't remember now, but I, we just, assume, yeah. yeah, it's not right. No, specifically, some some breastfeeding rooms say the parents and the baby. Some breastfeeding rooms say only the mother and the the kid. Just look if the to me lah, all right. If he's a decent guy and he's already got a baby, he, trust me lah. He's got no time to go and scolding your nipple, yo. Yep. He's 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 not sleeping. He just wants to get like the baby's dirty diaper out of there, wet wipe the crap out of the crap. And get get out. He's not interested in sending it. Oh, your nipple chini eh? Hmm, chanti chanti and like keep it for his spank bank couple. No, bro. Like, if he's already, I feel like if the guy's already changing the diaper, he's not gonna be a creeper lah. He's just focused on because, that. Yeah, ah, because he's already <laughs> so distracted with the diaper. And that's kind of common sense, isn't it? Or is it not? It is, it should be. I feel like it is common sense, but I don't know. So yeah, um, yeah. Fat boobs, right? Mhm. So if anybody out there has um any breastfeeding experiences or challenges that you like to share, drop us a comment below, or they can DM us at Daphne Iking and at Cheryl Abusaman on Instagram, and they can follow us on Instagram and also subscribe to Daphne's YouTube channel specifically for more Swapping Notes content. That's right. Yay! That was our first episode of Swapping Notes with Fonz and Fluff and we will be uh, showcasing or sharing more episodes to come. But yes, if you have any suggestions of topics, we would really, really love to hear from you. Alright? So, I'm Daphne Iking and I'm Shelly Busawan and we are signing off. Bye!